This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Welcome to the Sheer Isolation Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. It's uh, lovely that you uh, take the time to download us or listen to us or put us in your ears, whatever you do to us. For those who are joining us for the first time, we are... Um, John, this- can you just say put it in your ears? You put us in your ears. <laughs> anyway, sorry, interrupts. Carry on with your name. No, you, go, you carry on. We, we're just in, meeting so many different interesting characters, or I'm meeting lots of different interesting characters along the way, because you're just going through your phone book and just pulling out all manner of people. And we've got a really interesting guest this week. We have got a great, we've got a great guest this week. He is a devices and central and just wider wheelchair legend. But we ha- we've got so many guests lined up, and it's about fitting them in. It's like, actually, no, you have to wait for two weeks. It's gonna have, this is a really great session. I'm really absolutely loving it, loving chatting to these people and getting this all down and recorded. Um, so yes, thank you for, for listening and streaming and downloading and us being in your ears. Indeed. <laughs> it's like I'll be our new strap line, is it? <laughs> Stick us in your ears. <laughs> oh, it, makes you, it makes you chortle anyway, so that's good. <laughs> yes. Right, we should play a track. So, uh, my turn to pick a track this week. I have gone with um, one of the nicest guys, I've, one of the nicest musicians, he's such a sweetheart. So, Misha, I'm not sure what his surname is actually, but his band is Misha and His Merry Men. I kind of put open brackets and women, shut brackets. I've always described him as a bit of a rock orchestra because there's about 40 of them in total. But you'll only ever get about half a dozen of them to to a gig. So Mitrim's Harvey is based in Devizes, um, but these 40 musicians are all over the south of England. This is really interesting because I don't know who he is. I don't think I've met him. Well, we'll have to arrange this. I know. Depending on where the gig is in the country, that's where he pulls his musicians from which means that you'll never get the same gig in two places. So I booked him for Treefest twice. Uh, one year it was quite heavy on guitar. So I think there were three guitarists with him. And then the next year there was a couple of people on brass and only one guitar. So it obviously changed the dynamic of the, the music completely. I'll well, play this track for you. It's, it's a proper six minute belter. It's okay. called The Circus.
Okay, so that was uh, The Circus by Misha and his Merry Men, and then open brackets and women. I'm not sure that's officially in the title, but there are women in the band. So it, it grew from a, a band of men, and it's, as I say, it's become a bit of a, uh, an orchestra that's based across the Southwest. And the, the video for that was filmed at the Chaplains in Bournemouth, in the venue there, in the cellar bar. I've not been to Chaplains, so when we can go back, that might be a venue we'd have to check out. You've got a hell of a list of things you want to do when we were allowed to go out and do things again, aren't you? Wow, be ambitious. Why not? Why not indeed? So, I, I'm still blown away by this. So Misha lives in Devizes? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm going to have to look him up immediately. Okay, you, can we finish the podcast first? No, I want to do it now. Stop Sorry. Googling. <laughs> this week's guest is the wonderful Peter Lamb, studio recording engineer and all-round good egg, long-time performer in the, in the devices and um, all across the country, really. Um, and uh, I asked him to come in because he's recently been sharing some stuff on social media. And I thought this is a perfect time to get some of those memories from the man himself. But he, he's really special to me because he helped me on my first ever gig that I did. And I basically, I contacted him out of the blue. He didn't know me from Adam. And I rang him up and I said, hi, Pete, my name's Kieran. I, I start doing some local gigs. Could you please lend me some microphones so I can use for the bands? And he said absolutely no problem here you go come and collect them which i did he said just bring them back when you're done bearing in mind he didn't know me that level of trust was is huge obviously to give me a couple of hundred pounds worth of microphones and it's one of those it's one of those little things that gives you the confidence to sort of carry on going that everybody in the world is wonderful and lovely um and if i'm if i'm brutally honest if some if some teenager come to me and said kieran can i borrow some microphones that i didn't know i probably wouldn't give them to him it's like or then, like, I don't know you, why would I, you know what I mean? So, and he did. So take it away, over to Peter. I'm really glad that you've chosen to chat to us in your studio. Yeah, actually, this isn't my studio. This is really Anne's room. <laughs> I've sort of taken over, but yeah. So I got I'm an do. amazingly patient wife. I think that's known as Studio <laughs> B. Studio <laughs> B. <laughs> I, I bet I've got to make, my, make sure my wife watches this so that I can take over one of her rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been very lucky, I must admit. Yeah. I, I did want to ask Pete, though, just um, to, to rewind and go right back to the history of actually starting up and in being a studio engineer. And, and I'd like to kind of explore that path of how you did. Did you always want to go that way? And, and how did you build up to, to where you are now, like all these years later, still doing it? Um, I started because I was a musician and I was also a TV engineer who repaired tape recorders. That was part, because tape recorders in the early days were, 60s were really popular. People liked to, not necessarily bands, but people liked to record their families. And So I used to repair a lot, and I used to pop and bring them home and test them out by playing guitar on my own. And I got friendly with Alan Fielding, who wrote for Billy Fury, and we, well, I I really loved the process, because he was a, prolific writer and we just used two recorders and we benched between the two and that, that sort of thought oh I'd like to do this so I then recorded the first band I was in which I've just put some stuff up on Facebook and that really sort of made me really keen then in the 80, 79, 80 I was involved with quite a few recordings at Crescent Studio with David Lorden in Bath yeah yeah and I just loved the way that they handled the situation. They were, Glenn, Tommy and David were so with it. 
And I thought, I, I could do this. <laughs> or I'll have a go at it. And uh, it all went on from there. Uh, how, how long have you been recording in Wiltshire? Since 1977. 76, 76. So 76, 77. So that was at the height of punk. Were you one of the punk recorders? Did you record any punk bands? Not at the time. Uh, Not at the time? Afterwards, yes, but not at the time. Yeah, and I tried to forget it, yeah. Trying to forget punk. (laughs) Yeah, actually I like it now. I I didn't like it at the time. It was too radical, it was too different, and I, I really didn't like it. But well, you, now, you, your history, you were a sort of a jazz and blues musician, weren't you? Basically, started off with the Shadows. That was my love, that's where it all started. Jazz and blues, because I met some really good musicians along the way, and they, you know, I, I just could not do it, so yeah. But um, most interestingly, recently, on you've been doing your own sort of sharing of memories on social media, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, t- talk us through some of that. Well, the reason I'm doing it is not because I'm hopefully going to not be here tomorrow. I hope <laughs> to. Because we've got the lockdown time, there's been, yeah. it's been something I wanted to do to sort of catalogue it all. And I thought, well, I do have time to do it. I don't, and I thought, well, everything just sits in a drawer. And I, I, I can access it, but nobody else can. I thought, well, let's, let's get it out. And I really enjoyed doing it. And in doing so, there's lots of people meeting up with people they haven't been in touch with for years. And I think it's, that's really great. I'm really pleased about that. I'm going to ask you some really quick fire questions. I don't want you to think about the answers. I just want you to give me your answer. Okay. Right. okay. So, the most recording you're most proud of? Quick fire, I would say I did a lot with Eddie Blackstone, the country singer. And we did some amazing things. You know, it was some really good recordings. And that was in the 80s. And was that in your studio in Potton? Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. Favourite band you've worked with or favourite act you've worked with? Uh, well, the favourite act I worked with, they actually weren't here. But I was involved with Level 42. And Ooh. really a great band. And But they, the management were here, but they weren't. And we had to, we were, we had to put together the live at Wembley concerts. They did three, I think, three shows. We had to make it into one CD, so there were snips of each. Wow. That, that was really amazing, but it was one of the scariest moments as well, because you can imagine the pressure. The pressure, yes. Yeah. I, 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 do you thrive on pressure? Do you enjoy pressure? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this lockdown was brilliant. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I, I see. I love pressure. I I I thrive in pressurized situations. It's like you you've got that moment in time where you've got to get it right, and Okay. Most fun act you've worked with or person? Right in a recording situation. Yeah. There was a band called the Redneck Armadillos, a country band, and. They, they they did an album, and I think we did it in a day, just about. But amongst the musicians was a, a young lady called Claire Lindley, who now plays with Andy Davis in DLM, and that was originally with the Corgis. Okay. And she's the funniest lady I've ever met. Because, oh. because within the band, you know, they're all really up for banter. And okay. the session started, and we got sort of halfway through, by the time lunch came, I think all the mixes were just about getting there. But then this 
conversation came up about Inuits. Yeah? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it just went on and on, and we couldn't do anything for an hour. We were so laughing. And <laughs> I recorded it, but I, I'm try, desperately trying to find it, because there's some snippets in that which would be absolutely... Hello. Yeah, so one day I will find it, and I will post it if Claire let me. <laughs> so I obviously assume just so obviously you recorded it does that mean that you must have a huge vault of stuff somewhere recordings yeah. I've got about 600 dats I've got 400 video Betamax tapes which I used to record to digitally Betamax yeah yeah it recorded to Betamax and I've got one machine which is just about going now so how long it will I don't know <laughs> Real to real tapes are all glued up now. You can't you can't play them, and it costs um, forty damn bait, so. Yeah, loads of know, thousands of cassettes. Yeah, this is the this is the worst question. Oh no! Who was the worst? What's the worst experience you've ever had? <laughs> this guy came in. He, he, he was one of these people who were these. It was tapes to make you want to sort of relax, relaxation tapes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he insisted. I'm actually doing it in the studio with no lights on, with a microphone. I mean, he led down, he actually led down on the studio floor with a mic over him, <laughs> and that was it. And I just left him there for an hour and a half, and he just went on and on and on. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm afraid he didn't come back and he was asleep. <laughs> he might have nodded off. I, I seem to remember it all went pretty well. But... <laughs> I'm also, it must have doubled up as probably the easiest work you've ever done. I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it worked then, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're not just a studio engineer and recorder. You also play loads of, like, you still perform, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So who are you, uh, are you still, uh, do you have any, like a set band or you just, you just tip, up, tip up and just play with anybody? <laughs> anybody who have me, yeah. No, no. Uh, the Heartbeats, which you've met, because we, we yeah. saw you at, that's the 60s band. Yeah. Blues Reviewed, which is a brilliant blues band, which I love. Little jazz band, Sweet Swing. Which is oh, so the jazz is still going then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. We have 12 regular Saturday night, uh, Friday night dates this year, which is unusual for jazz. And that's all come at the oh. where, where was that? Was that local? The Angel in Chippenham. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's cool. We had one a month for 12 months. Booking in there. Oh, that is gutting, though. That was good, starting to build up nicely. So. Yeah. You know, the thing is, when you're not playing, you, you, the, the, the tightness tends to go, and at my age, you tend to forget what you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not have muscle memory then? Is it just not just automatic? Well, the, the jazz is. Right. Yeah, because that, that sort of tunes which are inbuilt into you, you sort of just, and if you get an odd note wrong, it doesn't really. It's jazz, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But with the blues, it's very important that you get it right. And so is with the 60s band, obviously. Do you find um, that the blues is a little bit more serious? Well, we've got a great band and they're a happy bunch of blokes, but we, we like to get it right, yeah. Of course. Every, yeah, I think all musicians want to get it right. I think we rehearse more with the blues band than, than, than any other band. Do you ever have any of those experiences where you're like, you've got an artist who's, who's not necessarily... Uh, performing as like how they could or should you have to like give them that, that kind of like hair dryer treatment and get them into the zone oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you answered that yeah not like that yeah yeah it's, 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 it's the way you tell them isn't it? it's, 
the way you tell them. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is different, aren't they? Some yeah. people can just do it. And yeah. other people need a bit of encouragement and just say nice things. And if it is bad, you've got to tell them. You, yeah, you, well. Just gentle encouragement goes a long way, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. You, you do have to be honest, otherwise, you obviously, the end, end result, you don't, oh, yeah, get, you don't, yeah, you don't yeah. want to put your name exactly. to. Exactly, that's right, yeah. I think a cup of tea works wonders. <laughs> a cup of tea whilst they're in the other room you go into that room and record it for them uh, one last question from me um, do you listen to a lot of the recordings that you make still do you like go back and listen to them and, and sort of not immediately okay no I, I usually lock them away for a year or so and then, then bring them out and think that one is <laughs> when you're so involved with it for, for such a long time like sometimes it's months you think you just can't get to listen to it anymore you know as it because you pick fault with it no matter what you do but then you pick it up and after a year or so and you think oh that what's about after all a reasonable amount of time let, kind of resets it for you and then you can go yeah yeah you, 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 you critique it honestly it's an open mind isn't it yeah yeah pete you've chosen a track this week um do you want to explain uh, what it is and introduce it well it is it's an original song by the corgis everybody's got to learn some time which the corgis were recording in crescent when i used to go down there in the, in the early 80s and just love what they did, always have. And I always thought, well, I'd be lovely to actually cover one of their songs one day. So Adrian Hale, which is the singer in our blues band, has got the most amazing voice. Derek Head is the most amazing sax player. And I thought, I'll do the track. Adrian can sing it and Derek can play the sax. So it's, everybody's got to learn some time. Just the three of us. And I love it. <laughs> That's it. Change your heart Look around you Change your heart It will astound you I need your loving Everybody's got to learn sometime Everybody's got to learn sometime Everybody's got to learn sometime Change your heart Everybody's gonna learn sometime. Everybody's gonna learn sometime. 
So that was Everybody's Got to Learn Sometime, a cover by the band Corgis, and that was performed by Adrian Hale, Derek Head, and the legend Pete Lamb. Thanks, Pete, for choosing that. If any musicians want to get in touch with us, um, our email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. So drop us a line if you've got any news coming up, you want us to share a video, you've got any new tracks coming out, because new tracks are still coming out, which it's just difficult to get, get them promoted and actually get, get them out and into the world, isn't it? So if you've got a video, send it over to us and we'll, we'll just see what we can do. Product placement. We're going to do product placement this week. So, Katie Malko, vinyl. That's my, we played a track of Katie's last week. I was desperate to get this album on vinyl. I think I got the last copy on Amazon. Now, the reason why this is funny is because my, I get vinyl delivered to my house. I mean, oh, my family say to me like, every day, oh, you've got another record, or you got another record. And I keep saying to them every time, I promise you that this is the last one. I haven't got any more coming. And then the next day, another record turns up I'm like ah yeah I completely forgot about that one and now I'm just living in this constant fear that tomorrow there's gonna be another record delivered that I completely forgot about that I bought off Discogs or off Amazon or Bandcamp so that was my latest one and I'm sure I've got no more to come but um it's a really good album are you the kind of person who buys vinyl in their sleep that's what it sounds like maybe (laughs) oh no what have I done so there was a fund set up a government fund set up to help musicians who obviously haven't been able to claim furlough and haven't been able to get any money they put two and a half million quid into there and within five days they've cleared already not enough money in there yeah um does not surprise me when people see musicians play quite often you're thinking well these guys are doing the the circuit they've got a full-time job as well but quite a lot of musicians have taken that giant step of not actually having a job and they're completely reliant on their music the the day and age where a musician just plays gigs and like in stadiums or venues has long gone there are so many ways now of making money through music you can be a musician and sit in your home student recording studio and recording stuff for a client who wants some music for an art installation it literally can be anything so there are plenty of musicians out there that aren't necessarily part of the gigging circuit and you don't even know about them but they exist and we've still not had any news yet on um, pubs or venues opening. But there, there was talk, I know it's not going to happen, but talks of beer gardens opening. Could it be that the first gigs that we see are in pub beer gardens? That's what it feels like it's going to happen. You know what? I was literally talking to Dave Young um, from the Vic and Swindon. He's, he's retired now. He's, he's retired from owning venues. But I was literally talking to him about three or four hours ago. And he said, oh, the Regent in Swindon is announcing that they're going to be reopening and they're going to have a beer garden and some, they're going to be serving people outside and they're going to do some live music. Lovely. We'll leave it on that point then, kids. Wellians. Yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Until next time. It's been lovely as always. Yeah, cheers for that. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's a pleasure. Next week.